ladies and gentlemen, fuck me and call me Sandra. What an episode that was tonight. Slash something else if you're in America. Well, with us Aussies. Holy fucking shit. What an episode. I'm still on a buzz. I'm on a high. And here with me today, as I promised him, the day that poverty is gone, I will get him back on. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean is back with me tonight. How are we? My brain is melted and my tears are in a puddle. My floors are, like, flooded at this point. I... (laughs) Oh, I just... I'm so happy for Denise, but I'm so just, I don't know how to feel. It's just been a rough week as Survivor, you know? It, it definitely has, especially with Survivor All-Stars, as we all know. It's quite yes. the unravelling mess. Mm-hmm. It's a catastrophe. Yeah. It is Winnipeg it's going in the same direction? Oh, I mean, that boot, that boot order is looking kind of nasty, though. It's yeah, I had hope, but it's quickly dwindling. Yeah. Um, in saying that about the boot order, mm-hmm. every person that appeared on Heroes versus Villains was voted out consecutively. Yeah, in the in same, the same order that the they were booted yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just that's just that's just writing on the wall, really? It, it what's really that, is. I mean, what's that meant- planned by the new school players? I don't know. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. It's something that Travis bring like, you guys, if you vote these on... Exactly. Adam Klein was definitely... Or Nick was definitely the person that made as many awesome Survivor Reddit statistics as possible, and they're definitely trying to fill that promise. Surely. 100%. But, yeah, Sandra and Harvey going out within seconds of each other. Iconic. Their destinies just seem to be paired somehow. But also very, very sad. They did not deserve a double boot single episode. I think... I, ugh, I so don't sad. know. I kind of like the fact that, sad as it sounds, I kind of like the fact that the two queens were off in one episode. I think it's more Yeah, but like, historic. not even a special, just like a straight um, up 25 fair minute. Enough. Yeah, I don't know. Look... I don't want to get too far ahead, like deep in the episode. Maybe we'll just, you know, <laughs> stick our feet in the in the shallows, shallow waters. Yeah, yeah. Coincidentally, oh, where the where Tyson found the fire token tonight. Just oh, what a way to get into that. Oh, do I you, see. What you do mean. you understand? I get do you it. My like... strategic, brilliant mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, truly to behold. Yeah, so what are your thoughts? Like, where do we even start? Um, look. Yeah, it'd be like that, hey. <laughs> I think quite a, quite a bit happened in this episode. But I think right off at the beginning, we had at I think we'll just get the boring stuff out of the way, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Right at the beginning, we had Adam talk to, talk to his confessional buddies, you know. To the camera, yeah. seeing a lot of so much Adam. Gosh, yeah, it's interesting, but it's such a weird edit. Like it's not it's sort of like he's being cool. incredible in the game. It's just that he's narrating, which is which is fine. Like he's a good narrator of the game. 
But yeah, yeah. it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. But he pretty much mentioned what everyone else was thinking. Damn, he really screwed himself over by voting off Boston Rob. Yeah. Um, of course, you weren't on last week's pod, like last episode's podcast, Sean, but I will just ask you your thoughts on Adam and Ben voting off Boston Rob, the correct or incorrect decision to make? Well, I was going to say it would have been correct for the person that, because I thought they were going to go to tribal again. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be the correct move for the one that didn't get voted off. So for Ben, who is kind of in the majority, I thought it was going to be the better move. Mm -hmm. Um, But interestingly, I don't know if you covered this. I haven't listened, sorry. But uh, I I know, shame on me. Um, No, it's fine. Five people watch it anyway. (laughs) But I think Sophia, Sophia, Sophie and Sarah both kind of pulled them in independently of each other. So it wasn't like all four of them got together and... It's not like they it. could do that anyway. Exactly, yeah. But from what I heard from the content I've sunk into is that, yeah, they did it individually. Mm. So, yeah, for this, for Adam, bad move because now he's kind of screwed if they go again. But for Ben, good move. He's gotten rid of someone that... What didn't want to work with, and he's gotten two new allies. But yeah, obviously, I mean, Sophie and Sarah weren't really ever going home. You know, Sophie had an idol. Sarah has the vote still, and I feel like they both just have such solid reads that they're not going to get hoodwinked. Mm, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. So, yeah. well, Adam's out of the picture now. Don't have to talk about yeah. him for the next hour. Yeah. Thanks for chatting, Adam. Now, fire token time, right? Oh, it was interesting, right? With Parvati's four fire tokens, literally the one thing that is like on the island for that given day is literally the only thing that Parvati does not need whatsoever at all. I know. Thank you, Jeff Probst. Thank you, Tyson. Hope you enjoyed your peanut butter. It was for nothing. (laughs) <laughs> but we appreciate the sentiment. And, I mean, yeah, obviously he knew Parvati had fire tokens. He knew that he, that she would um, spend one. Mm. But it's just a shame that this happened on a tribe where there were literally no idols, no other advantages at all. Now imagine if she landed on Dakar, right? the Dakar tribe. Oh. Like, imagine if she was Tony... Or Kim in that situation. Like, imagine if she got stopped instead of Kim. Imagine, imagine this world, right? The ultimate oh, no, chess move. Uh huh. Yeah. This is just a hypothetical, right? I'm here for it's it. It's too late for this. Imagine if Sandra had a fire token, right? Mm-hmm. Tyson <laughs> gives the idle nullifier to Sandra. Sandra then sells. Denise, the idol, oh, and then, knowing that Denise is going to play that, Sandra plays the idol nullifier on Denise and still gets votes her out with an idol that was going to expire that tribal anyway and gets pretty much free fire tokens. 4D chess, my friend. What could have um, been? Wait, so, so she spends 
a fire token to get an idle nullifier to idle nullifier Denise and get her fire token. Yes. Uh, in essence, the idle that's terrible anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's 4D chess, but I think she's lost that game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I should just throw that out there. Just, yeah, I like it. It was, in my, it was in my mind, of course. I just had to let it out. But yeah. you know what I find the most hilarious thing? All across Reddit, right? They're like, why the fuck did Survivor put food items on the on the list? On the, um, like, the purchase list? Who's going to buy food? Like, wouldn't it... Like, it's obvious that it, everyone's just going to save it for the advantage. Yeah. And here comes Tyson. That is what... Buying peanut butter, I think, is 40 chess myself. Yeah, I just it love... An advantage. Technically, oh, yeah. yeah, and I feel like he has enough faith in his challenge abilities anyway that he doesn't need a concrete advantage. He just needs to be in the right space to do well yeah. and yeah. he'll be able to pull through. But I just love how he used the words tinkle and man panties in the same sentence on <laughs> primetime TV. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's US primetime television. Honestly. I guess he did know that. He was probably aware of what time the show would be on. So that's obviously why he's used the words tinkle and man panties. Well, Instead of much more explicit words. Yeah. But Did I, Natalie yeah. Anderson drop the ball? How so? What, what, is, what has she been doing? I mean, how does she that not... That's true. <laughs> she was such this... Not collective fire, fire token. Yeah, she, she was, was such this it. big, bigger head on the edge. And then, I don't think, after the shell, like a shell necklace thing that happened... Nothing's happened since with her. Well, she did the log challenge and everyone was like, yeah, she's not even human. Mm. Yeah. I'm a big drop of Natalie in the least. I don't personally mind, like, me personally. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. It is what it is. I think, yeah, considering the amount of stuff we had to squeeze in. I will say, though, considering last time we chatted, we had a at-length discussion about Edge of Extinction. Yes. It was many tangents, but we circled back to what mattered. And I was kind of disappointed that we didn't see a, a Romba reunion on the edge. Like, that was the only thing I was waiting for, and then we got nothing. Oh, yeah. Like, that is true. Didn't get, I like, a little like, snuggle? Yeah. Nothing. nothing. Just, I like, know what no would be like, a yeah. <laughs> Go up the cliff, Amber. It's definitely up here, Amber. <laughs> what the worst impersonation ever. Oh my god. That's, that's the thing with me. I either get them spot on, I'm just completely sour. You know what? You don't know you're going to fail until you try. So, exactly. No harm in that. <laughs> but you know what would have been perfect? You could have had a, like a little scene, Amber and Rob together. And then what they loved in the premiere, a little flashback to the All-Stars. And then, you know, you know right. hanging yeah. out, doing cute things. Uh, I'm just picturing it now. Just imagine Amber and Rob sitting around the fire. Amber's sitting on the bench and Rob's, like, kneeling to get some sand or something. And then it fades out to a picture of the All-Stars reunion where Rob's on one knee proposing oh, to Amber. Oh, oh. You have fucked it up. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you, you missed that opportunity. I don't yeah. care if they say, Rob, get on one fucking knee and do this. <laughs> that needed to happen. You're a cameraman like, Rob. 
Come on. Let's do it. Go on. For the shot. For the TV. Come on. But. Yeah. Like, you know what? I don't know. Well, it wouldn't work on the edge because of just how the, the camera angles with the confessionals, but imagine right. them, like, trying to squeeze the... <laughs> imagine trying to squeeze, like, doing, like, a double confessional, and they're just, like, literally, like, straight up to the camera, and they're, like... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they're just, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <that's> so funny. <laughs> they're just, oh, like... We need it during the heads are just squished together <laughs> and they're like, hey, right. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Photoshop that in that would be perfect. Oh, after this. Wow, that's yeah, that's made my night. Do oh, it. My... Chuck it on Reddit. Oh Honestly. hundreds of upvotes. <laughs> oh jeez. But, but Yeah. So moving yeah. on <laughs> from the edge. But one thing we... I will point Oh, I'm sorry. I no, just no, have to point out it. one thing from the edge. Do it. How, that, didn't, that felt like the edge didn't even last five minutes to not put so, No. I, 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 didn't, I didn't take notice of the time like I did the other week, where I was like, oh, it was precisely eight minutes and 16 seconds. Yeah. But that didn't even feel like five minutes. That felt pretty quick to me personally. So, because yeah. I'm still seeing complaints of, there's too much edge. It is too much. But, like, really, it doesn't feel like it's... For me, personally, it doesn't feel like it's there at all. Yeah. Honestly, the Edge of Extinction, to me, genuinely feels like a secret scene. Just slapped in slapped in an episode. Like, that's the way yeah. I feel about the Edge at the moment. I agree. And I think in past episodes, it's been a bit more pertinent to the story mm. than this episode. Like, yeah, Tyson got an Idol Nile fire, but... You know, it wasn't, didn't matter at all. And so I think they just kind of really had to, had to skip over it. Um, now, I guess that they would have given it more focus if, like, you know, it was actually something better than the Idol Nullifier at this stage, pre-Verge. Yeah. I mean, I know it doesn't matter, but was that, did that Idol Nullifier have, like, an expiry date on it? Or, like, was that just, like, you know, using the next three tribals? Or, like, was that just, like, forever? Um, look, I don't know, because... When Parvati opened it, I was still busy just crying about how I knew that she was going to get voted out. So I didn't pause it and take any notice, mm, knowing yeah. that it was useless anyway. But, yeah. Yeah, fair. Um, so, yeah, Edges now. We've... Oh, Edge flicked that off. I mean, whereas the last time we were on, Sean, we hit the edge... Of, we finished Edge of Extinction at 40 oh, minutes. Yeah, yeah. And we, here we are, 15 minutes. We, we are... Have- each other off the ledge of the edge exactly while. see like I, like i mentioned before once i just pour my whole entire heart and soul into the edge in a discussion there's really no yeah, point that's it. To do it Honestly, yeah because at this stage i'll just be reiterating like the same points so yeah, yeah flicking off the edge oh goodbye yeah. and now yeah. moving on to well, challenge? after the edge, it went straight to the challenge, didn't it? Yeah, which also which I felt personally very... found pretty weird at the same time. Yeah, like... well, yeah, we did go straight to the challenge because we didn't see anything yeah. about the other tribes. Yeah, can I just say, I feel like Sophie is such an underrated challenge beast. Like, I feel I think, like I think so 
She's going to go on a challenge run if she gets to the merge. Because she is just killing it. She is. Um, I love Sophie, the winners at war, yeah, personally. Me too. I stand Sophie at the moment. I feel like she's all of us if we got to go in there. She's just so, just like, sarcastic and just like, deadpan. I'm yeah. so here for it. The way I see it, she's pretty much a cooler version of Adam. Yeah. yeah, I see that, yeah. Cooler and maybe slightly funnier, slightly yeah. more strategic, you know, just slightly better at everything. Um, I yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, now looking, now that we discussed how we only saw the green tribe before the challenge, mm. how did we not think at the moment, oh, that's pretty fucking obvious that the, that the red, and, red and blue tribe are going to tribal then? Yeah, that didn't cross my mind. That I think... Because I lost after the challenge finished because when Sophie sunk the last ball, they, mm. you know, Jeff was like, oh, Yara wins immunity. And then Adam's like, oh, you know, this is like two immunities in one. And then they just cut straight to the Sele tribe. And I was like, oh, that set felt very rushed. And I looked mm. at the time and it was like 14 minutes and 15 seconds. Yes. I did exactly the same. I was, I was like, like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was like, like, I was like, I was like to my mom, we're not even halfway through yet. Like, there must be some deep shit about to happen. Yeah, and I was like, oh god, what is about to happen? <laughs> and I was right, it was shit. Ooh, did you say shit? Yeah, well, shit As for me. As a good, good, good shit. Like you know, oh, that's pretty good shit. Or like, oh shit. Yeah, and like. Nah, that's a fucked up shit. Or it's like, ah, oh, it's shit, but like... I mean, I mean at least of... it's out of my system now, sort of thing. It's True. gone through my bowels. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can we just um talk about, regardless of w- what happened after the challenge, how poverty was so swap-screwed? Oh. I, like, oh, I, yeah. I assume you talked about it last week, but... I have been thinking about it for so long, and it's just insane how, like, impossibly soft-screwed she is. It's like, yes, she's tight with Michelle. Nick spilled the beans in a pre-game interview that him, you, and Michelle had a pre-game alliance. <gasps> yes. What? Yeah. Yeah, no. you didn't know. I did not Ooh. hear about that. I supply the tea on the OSM. That is some juicy mm. Tea, my friend. Yeah, because you and Michelle were both like, pre-games? No, no, no. Never. And then Nick was like, can I say? Okay, yeah, I've got one with like, Yul and Michelle. And so, considering that Michelle and Wendell are exes, they assumedly have a relationship and they're not going to like, turn on each other, even though it seems pretty awkward and ugly. But, yeah. you know, Yul, Nick and Wendell have the super tight alliance from Jakal that was you know, pretty much unbreakable. Hmm. Um, and so that just leaves Parv, like, right out on the outs. And there's just no way in because none of them are willing to turn on each other, apart from perhaps Michelle on one of the other boys, but that's only two boys. Two, yeah, two, exactly. two votes. <laughs> um, I'm just going to throw this out straight away. Fuck okay. me, they're doing Wendell dirty. They are oh, my, treating I know. like yeah. absolutely. Surely he's going home next. Like, he surely he's, has to go before Michelle, eh? Yeah. 
And like she's on... getting the golden girl at it. It's great. She is incredibly considering how much Jeff Bruce, you know, states how much he she honest not she he hates Michelle. Her yeah. edit's like the best my for me personally, I think her edit's the best out of everyone in the season. Yeah. Like when she was talking to Boston and Rob about, you know, like, oh you know, there's a lot of controversy and he was like like, hey, yeah, like a damsel in distress. And like... then he gets the ring toss, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Surely that's like, foreshadowing. Hey Michelle. Thought you won, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I all right, we have now lost all of our three listeners. <laughs> yeah, all three listeners. But he was like, "At least you won." Not many people say you can win. True. At least he didn't take four tries. <laughs> mm. Lisa, at least you're a hundred percent. Yeah. But honestly, from the how dirty they were treating Wendell in that episode, I genuinely thought he was going home. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not, it wasn't just, um, like, the edit, like, showing Wendell in a bad light. It was the other players as well. Like, both Parv and Michelle said that Wendell was being really arrogant, you know, kind of trying to run the roost and being just really obnoxious. And the fact that that that's from other players kind of makes it, yeah, it's like, it's not just the edit, you know, trying to manipulate our opinions or whatever. Mm. It's actually what is going on out there. Did you like yeah. how he tried to trade Parv's vote for a fire token? <laughs> you know what I... Uh, people are going to think, oh, Wendell's such a dog, right? Like, <laughs> oh, I don't think he was ever going to flip on his alliance. Oh, no, I, I agree, changing. yeah. I, Never. I think it was all... I think I think the two the boys knew about it, to be honest. I think you yeah. knew what he was trying to do. And I think it was discussed between that alliance beforehand. Because I think that's I think the only reason why he refused to give a name was just in case poverty had an idol. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So I don't know where I'm going with that point, but like I think yeah. because the boys knew like well we're definitely not going to get like poverty's like four fire tokens right so like let's try at least you know try something out. Yeah. And like. It's so interesting because I remember looking at like the blue, like the Sele travels. Like, imagine exchanging fire tokens. How much of an idiot do you have to be to give up them? And then, literally five okay. minutes later, we're like <laughs> Sandra's trying to bargain with Denise. So it's yeah, yeah. But I'm because I think I remember saying to you. In the last time you here, I was like, oh, we're not really seeing much of Parvi. She must, like, go pretty far. You know, they're just saving, like, not throwing her in your face. Mm-hmm. Just, like, leaving that for later. But I guess even with, like, the boot, it was like, we don't really see much of Parv. It was just Michelle yeah, talking about Parv. kind of did her dirty, yeah. I was, I'm sad, but in the back of mind, I'm like, oh, she's coming back at Final Five. Thank God. <laughs> but, yeah. But, like, yeah. But I think I it just reflected the fact that she just had nowhere to go. Like, there was nothing, um, like, explosive about her boot. It was just a very meek swap screw. See you later. Yeah, like, they, you know, squeezed as much juice out of it as they could. Yeah. And yeah. with that as well, I remember mentioning, oh, she's getting, like, a Heroes vs. Villains edit. And what I forgot about her Heroes vs. Villains edit until now was... 
even though she made it quite far, I mean, her confessional count was quite minimal for a runner-up. Like, even with Sandra, like, they barely got any content. So yeah. I guess it was the same as her Heroes vs. Villains edit, but just not the way I intended it to work out, if that yeah. makes sense. I think the but, thing about Harvard is, like, as great at confessionals as she is, I think what's even better is her in-game interactions. Mm. Like, you see a lot of her during the game. Like, maybe not so much Winners at War because it's everyone else, but yeah. especially, like, Heroes vs. Villains, um, even Micronesia, she was so prevalent. Like on the edit, just not necessarily in confessionals because she's so entertaining during just like normal conversations. Like she'll yeah, charm, like a screen. And I guess for Parvati, in a sense, I don't think you need a confessional from her to understand what she's trying to do with her game. If that makes mm. sense. Yeah, I think it's a bit, like just like the interactions you see on camp. It's clear what she's trying to do. Yeah, in that sense. So I'll sort of yeah. I'm sort, of, I'm sort of bummed that Poverty's gone because, you know, she was in my draft. I only have two people left. So <laughs> that's a big Nick and Jeremy, surprisingly. Okay, so we're rooting for Jeremy. <laughs> I'm rooting for Jeremy. Nick, yeah. I still think Nick had a pretty good episode, though. Oh, yeah, me too. I think, yeah, the fact that he said, you know, I really want to work with Pav, but blah, blah, blah. I think that's probably a good thing for his edit. Shows that he's, yeah. you know, willing to do what needs to be done. But yeah, yeah. I also loved how um, Yule and Parv were on the same tribe. I think that was so cute. Yule's yeah. now the only person who voted Parvati up twice. He yes. is her tonight. And I also love how she identified. She's like, yeah, look, his body language is so off. Like, I know he's not receptive oh, to me. yeah. That queen Queen and body that, language. Honestly. And I was like, damn, you're so good at this. Yeah, like literally, Harvey's only kryptonite is Yule. Every time that she's been yeah. on a season without Yule, never gets voted off. Two seasons she's on with Yule, voted off. Yeah. Yule's just too... I mean, does that make Yule a better player than Harvey? Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> I, just, I might just throw that little statement out there. I mean, is Yule yeah, better than Harvey? We'll circle back to that after the season, and we'll see. We'll see how we go. But yeah, Yule's doing so well. I love Yule. He, doing amazing. Did he get anything like a confessional or anything this episode? He seemed pretty quiet. Yeah, he didn't get. A but then again, he wasn't the flip vote, so like you don't need to see. Yeah, he like, was pretty entrenched in that. It'd be a pretty bit big waste of time if. Yeah. We just got a confessional from Yule saying. I'm staying strong. The end. Like, that's just wasting time. Like, yeah, like, yeah, cool. We knew. We already yeah. know from poverty that Yule's not flipping. Mm-hmm. So, is there really much else from that little tribal? I don't think so. I mean, I'm glad that Michelle has, what, five fire tokens now? Is that right? I think it's... Five? No, four, because poverty sold one. Because poverty yeah. sold one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. You know what I wonder? I wonder if next week we'll see, like, an episode, right, of, like, a little flashback of Parvati being like, look, Michelle, it's obviously me tonight. Here's my idol nullifier. Good luck. My God, I need that to happen. So that's... Oh, my... Yep, okay. Do you reckon that's a big possibility? 
Oh, look, a big possibility might be in stretch, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, I think Michelle was the kind of, well, on Co-Wrong, she was the kind of player that was very open to her allies, like with Julia Scholar, whatever her last name is. Skolotsky or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she knew that Michelle was voting her out and Michelle was pretty open about that. So I'm wondering if, I mean, do you do that to poverty? Do you, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I think the most underrated thing in Survivor is genuinely honesty. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, because think, it's so hard oh, to find. Yeah, I think people are like, oh, it's all about deceit, deception. But, like, honestly, sometimes just being completely honest does you more favours. Yeah, trust is the only thing you have out there. Exactly. So, I mean, I just throw that little little philosophical yeah. um, little comment out there. Who do you think will go home then if we... Because we're not merging next week, apparently. Are we At not? Least- from what the preview showed? Ah, see, but, I think the opposite. I think uh, that. I mean, look, I, think I, I, hope, I hope we've I'm done Because there's only 12, 12, is it? Yeah. Um, so, it's, yeah, they get one back from the edge and then they. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if they, if Sally did go back to tribal, what the freak happens? Does Michelle just get knocked off? Or does Wendell get knocked off? I think Wendell would. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. Especially since you alluded to the fact that it's the pre-game alliance of Michelle, yeah. you and Nick. But I mean, pre-game um, alliances only go so far. Like, if you've I worked mean, several, several votes, I feel like I feel like honestly, most of those alliances in there are based off pre-game stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, I guess we'll never know, really, like, but. Like obviously the game change, like the game changes alliance. That's obviously some sort of pre-game stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe so. the miss. Uh, I mean, I thought the misfit alliance wasn't pre-game, but since you said Nick was like, "Yeah, I have a pre-game alliance of you," sort of makes me think, was that whole thing just you know? Wait, misfits alliance. Sorry, I'm blanking. Oh, just like the people that don't have any content. Like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Sorry. Sophie, Wendell, you, Nick. Um. Then obviously you had. Amber, Tyson, and Kim, who were obviously yeah. pre-game poker alliance. And then, obviously, on Satellite Tribe, you had, like, the old school thing. That sort of felt pre-arranged. Mm-hmm. You had Michelle, Jeremy, and Natalie, which was... I mean, Jeremy and Natalie, obviously, pre-arranged. And then Michelle, obviously, yeah. I think, as well. And then... Adam sort of in that was sort of in that poker game mix, and then I feel like the true outstanders would have been Ben and Denise. Okay, I, yeah. I feel like if someone was going to make a pregame alliance, it'd be Denise. Really? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I, don't know. I just feel like Denise is that sort of person to not do that. Yeah. I mean, she certainly showed her more cutthroat side tonight. Oh. Which oh. Ball. I think, get... I, I think it's the yeah. perfect time to go into it. I think it's the perfect time to go into it. Let's, let's, uh, as much as I hate to say, let's move past poverty. Let's shut up. Bye-bye. I'm sure you come back. Just oh. trick Natalie Anderson over and go and win or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, okay. First of all, who do you want to come back from the edge? I know we said no edge, but if this is... Like, if we are merging next week and if the edge challenge is happening, who's Honestly, your, who do you want to see and who do you think is going to 
I'm yeah. content to see anyone that's been eliminated, to be honest. Yeah. Like, who is it? Ethan, like, I would love Natalie to come back. Mm-hmm. I would love Amber to come back, personally. Would love Danny to come back. Um, Tyson, like love to come back. Dead. Ethan, love. Boston Rob. I would love him to come back, but I feel like Boston Rob, out of all the players on the edge, if he comes back in, he'll just be... He's, yeah. he's out straight away. Yeah. So I feel like... I think in terms of the person who has the best chances of staying long, like the longest in the game out of everyone on the edge at the moment, it would probably be between Ethan and Natalie for sure. Yeah. That's why. Personally. Yeah, Especially I... Natalie since she's like the first boot. She's like, eh. Yeah. And she has all these advantage connections that she can leverage. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, blackmail people. Right. Oh, love that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I hope that poverty comes back because I think it would be okay, you know, just leaving and then coming straight back in. I feel like, you know, that's not too much of a stretch for us, you know, never edges to handle. But <laughs> I think Natalie will surely, like, she's just insane and she's got such a leg up. So either way, I'm excited to see who comes back. I'm happy for... Yeah, actually, can we just make the edge, like, the final eight and the rest of the game Edge of Extinction? Can we do that? Edge of Extinction is (laughs) just really an old-school reunion plus Natalie. But that's all we wanted from the start anyway. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. So, like, make the edge the final eight. Let's go. Let's vote out Denise, add it, and then flip it. Oh, keep Denise. Keep Denise. You know my soft spot for Denise. Don't, don't harm her. Don't, Sorry. don't do Sorry. anything Sorry. to her. Do um, look, now that you've mentioned the Edge again, I just have to throw in another comment. <laughs> if the Edge episode, like Edge returning, happens next week, which even though I didn't allude to that in the preview, I feel like yeah. they sort of this season they sort of want to sort of bamboozle us in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like expect the, no, not to expect the unexpected sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So. I hope for one of the Edge of Return, like Edge of Extinction Returnee challenges, it's what's the term? Is it endurance? Like not like yeah, I, run, climb over something, make a yeah. puzzle. I'm hoping it's something like def- even like oh, you know what I would love as either the final challenge or the Edge of Return, like Edge of Extinction Returnee challenge, the season one final three challenge of them just having oh, their yeah. hand on the stick like on the on the beam yeah. i would just love that like i think that's a, i think that's the perfect way to do season 40 winners at war if they did that that's me personally though i co-sign everything you're saying because i feel like on 38 when we first had it it was yeah literally just a bunch of climbing over things and then a puzzle at the end and it kind of left the players like ream like useless it just really favored the joes and the chrises and even aurora on her post um show interview thing she was like dude that puzzle was so heavy like i was struggling to lift that thing and maneuver it like that was so clearly favored towards yeah it was clearly f- because we all know why edge of extinction was made yeah it i was mean for joe it was clearly yeah. destined for joe to have a somewhat decent chance of winning the game yeah but they got like Edge of Extinction was definitely originally designed because they're like, oh, 
these challenge threats keep on going like straight away at merge. Oh, that sucks. Jeff Probes loves them. So how can we combat that? It's like the Redemption Island thing, but it's more, yeah. I guess, like more. Um, what's the term? Like cinematic. Yeah, dramatic. Yeah, more dramatic, yeah, I... more cinematic sort of thing. And I think you're right. At the merge one, it will be kind of the same, like an obstacle, we uh, puzzly, whatever. Stuff. But yeah, but uh, I think it's through the last balancing, one. like balance of field should be like a challenge, like a like a yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, there should like really be one of each. You you think because obviously endurance is going to suit everyone. But and I did read somewhere I can't remember where, but I thought it was someone confirming that like one of them was an endurance like some epic thing. So, oh. I mean, you would think that the hand on the idol would be iconic. Actually, like, that's an iconic... Like, that's a missed opportunity if, if they don't do that. Yeah. Oh, man. I would just love to see that back. Like... Yeah. I think oh, it's been I'm just, a long time coming. I'm just like... Oh. I'm turned on just thinking about it, to be honest. Oh, Ooh. potential. Potential. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, let's not bring back up the end. <laughs> yeah, let yeah. <laughs> um, look, I just can't help myself though. So it no, probably will either. be mentioned again. I mean, no, it's so weird. I'm like, I don't want to mention the edge, blah blah blah. But like, it's not like I hate it. So like, why should I be like, uh, let's just yeah. avoid it? I mean, yeah. But look, I we'll mean, see if they give you an. Okay, look, I'm sorry to go back. I'll <laughs> give them an idol on the way back. Oh. Like, and Underwood got it last season. Do you think they'll. I mean, God, I hope not. Here's what I think I think with the idol, it was intended for. Was Chris. So. Hold on. Was Chris. When Chris. I don't fully remember, but. Uh-huh. The vote that Chris, like, actually, a better example is probably Rick Devons, or maybe Chris, I don't know. Did, like, the first trouble they attended back from the edge, were they immune automatically? No, but they got given... The idol. Yeah, so they had to give the half to someone, and then after that first tribal, that was a fully-fledged idol. I'm okay. pretty sure that's how it went down. The way that I think it should be done, if they want to keep like something, in, I think remember the outcast thing in uh-huh. Hell Island. It was just yeah. the first trouble you tend to can't vote them off. Why not just do that? So, like sometimes simplicity is best. But so also, it's like they've gotten back in the game. Like that's reward enough. Like yeah, it's already an uphill battle. You're gonna have to do it yourself. And like, I mean, it's all winners. You know, there's. Surely, but yeah, all winners must be has to be cutthroat. So, like, if they get back in, yeah, cool, whatever, good luck, like, good luck to them, but like, don't give them an advantage. Yeah, I mean, I guess on Redemption Island, when it happened, <laughs> you know, uh, what's his name, Matt, and then Andrew, like, they just got cut straight away. Yeah, so, like, they just that kind of defeated the point of the twist, and they didn't want that happening again. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how production handles it. I'm curious to see, but I'm also a bit scared. I'm a bit Maybe not necessarily... I think if they want to give them something coming back in, mm-hmm. I think just don't give them a model. Maybe just a simple, like, you know, an extra vote. Just give them an extra vote, you yeah. know? 
like, maybe has, like an extra vote that's only useful for the first tribal you attend to. Okay, yeah, interesting, yeah. At or, Jeff probably hear that. <laughs> or, like, even something more complicated. If they love, you know, because they love things to be complicated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's an idol for the one tribal only. However, you cannot play it for yourself and you must play it for someone else. Therefore, it's not saving them. However, if they didn't want to save anyone at that tribal, perhaps they could keep that and use it as a fake idol. Wow, that's... yeah. No, I that's thought that in the spot. Interesting. Personally. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I sort of like that idea. Maybe. Yeah, I dig Maybe. it. I think with that idol <laughs> suggestion that I made, it definitely makes things less overpowered as much. Yeah. Because in the way... Because the half idol is intended for it to be um, a way to build like a social bond and create trust within another player, but mm-hmm. doing it that way as well does the same effect. Yet, but it makes it more disadvantaged to the player that has it that returns. Yeah. Am I making? Just please tell me if I like if you no, think I'm just talking. No, about I get it. I get it. Or something. It's, it's but, an interesting mechanism. It is, it is. But maybe that is just too complicated, but I sort of like that. I sort of like to... Because I mentioned it to Eli, like with the fire tokens, it gives, it's able to give my mind something new to explore that it hasn't before. Yeah. So with that, I'm able to just, like, just create new plot holes in my head. And I, I personally enjoy that. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. yeah I'm really enjoying the fire tokens so far. And I think this season especially, it's kind of showing us like their potential mm. which we'll get to even more yes so i think that's it oh, probably like i said i think oh, that's the, the, it's the edge for now. yeah um should we just go to the ultimate powerhouse in denise now oh my god let's talk about and tony brought back a spy shack which did absolutely nothing yeah like i I was waiting for like a spy treehouse this season. Like <laughs> that, that was his, my by using his ladder, right, and climbing up the top of. I don't when he did like he's yep he's setting it up. But yeah, I mean Sandra knew what was up. She's played with him before. And they all know what's up. They know Tony by now. He has to go above and beyond at this point. Yeah. So I just I think that was just a poor move because it clearly put a target on his back. They yeah. know he's up no good. But he still escaped. He did. He did. And, oh, okay. I was going to mention something, but I don't know if it's too soon. Because I want to talk, okay. Now do it. Cut straight to the chase of the fire token exchange. Oh, between Denise and Sandra. Screw the foreplay. Let's just... Is, you know what is crazy to me? This episode was the first time ever, ever, in about four seasons we've seen Sandra play, where she didn't use the mantra of, as long as it's not me. Yes. I don't necessarily agree with that. You don't, you don't agree with that? No, I think definitely her first two games were, but I think game changes, she really embraced the role of, you know, the leader and being 
proactive instead of reactive. And I think she kind of was channeling that again this time. I think she she had to. Um, I guess, I guess. But then do you think at the same time with game changes, I guess since she sort of escaped that and it didn't, I mean, it sort of worked, but it necessarily didn't at the same time. Because in game changes, she did ultimately get tribe swapped. Like, yeah. But in an all-winning season, sometimes you think, why not use the strategy you use that made you win? Because it won't work. They'll just see straight through it. I mean, Pearl Islands, no one knew her. Heroes versus villains, you know, no one. But like, here's nah. the thing, right? This is my logical. This is my obvious logical thinking. Okay, if yeah, everyone yeah. thinks I can't play the same way as I can, does that develop into a non-winning game? And the one person of twenty cast people keeps the mantra of "I will play the same way as I did last time." Would that hypothetically mean the one person who sticks to their game while everyone else ch- fine-tunes their game? Does that mean the person who doesn't change their game really now statistically? has the best chances of winning. Um, My mind's crazy, I know. I know. I see it. I think if you were talking about anyone else, maybe, but she has this title of, like, you know, Queen stays Queen, two-time winner, and I think everyone's looking at her under a microscope, and she doesn't have that, not necessarily free time, but she doesn't have the liberty to build those relationships and do what she's done in the past to get her into winning positions. And I think she's had to play so much more aggressively to f- kind of force those relationships. And that's what she was trying to do with Denise is make sure that, you know, she, yeah, she had this bond and she just didn't have the time or the abilities to do it just naturally yeah. because they're so good. She needed to make something happen right then and there. But here's the sort of thing I was surprised with, right? Sandra, I know Sandra's quite open and everything, but I'm just still surprised how she was willing to give Denise the... Like like you said, she's going in full on gung-ho because she knows mm-hmm. the same thing won't work twice. However, if she's going so gung-ho, why was she so willing to give someone else all the power giving that idol to Denise? Whereas if she kept the idol yeah. for herself, she still remains that power... And she could just say, maybe she could have still used the way of keeping it to herself, of going to Nice and being, I've got this immunity idol. Let me play this for you now. For me, to play this for you, give me a token now, and then once I play this for you, you give me the second token. And if Denise says no, then Sandra can just be like, okay, dude, like, I guess you're going home. Uh so, yeah. do you understand where I'm coming from with that? Yeah, I do understand. And there are some flaws to Sandra's move. But I also think that it's a testament to Denise in that Sandra trusted Denise to do the right thing, you know? I think it's... And look, we've I'm seen that time and time again. Sandra got completely owned. Oh, yeah. She got, she got her balls handed to her. Because but, Denise has the biggest cojones in the nation right now. Exactly. And I remember saying, look, I love throwing back to my precast assessment too. Yeah. I said, Denise may not be the best strategically in her winning game. However, she played one of the best social games that anyone has ever seen. Oh, I agree. And, to, and for Sandra, to, like, I know Sandra had her own motives, 
But to her to even think of that idea in the first place, Denise would have done a fucking shit ton of work to make Sandra really like her over at least yeah. Jeremy. And I guess in a sense, even Tony, because Sandra wanted Tony gone in a sense over Denise as well. Even though yeah. Tony, she's played the game with Tony before and hell, she's been a day, been an alliance with Tony in Winners at War since day one. Yeah. Yeah, so Sandra really was hoping that Denise was going to gun for Tony. She said, you know, as long as it's not me or Kim, leaving it open to Jeremy or Tony, obviously Denise isn't going to pick Jeremy, you wouldn't think. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm still, like, processing all of it. Mm. But I think, obviously, a killer move for Denise. I'm surprised that Sandra didn't throw a safety vote on Jeremy yes. or someone else. I think... Not, like, not, not that it would have mattered in retrospect from a results-orientated, you know, perspective, but mm. she didn't know she had because another... Because in the end, she did play two idols. Yeah, but, like, Sandra didn't know that. You know what could have been... I mean, but then again, she could have easily spun in her way because here's the thing. If... Okay, here's the thing, right? If Tony... Denise... If Sandra thinks that Denise is going to put a vote on Tony, why doesn't Sandra put the vote on Tony too? Because at that point, it's three against two, and Sandra can easily spin it since there's three to Carl and two Selles on the tribe. She can easily spin that to, oh, I guess Jeremy... Guys, don't listen to Jeremy. He obviously knew what was up, because why else would he put the two, like the second vote on Tony? Yeah. So there was easily like there was an easy way for her to spin that to her favor by just having the balls for voting for Tony. And then even if it's a three one one of Jeremy, um, Kim and Tony voting for the three of them, I know I know um what's it called? Um Jeremy got the idol played for him, but she mm. still could have thrown that safety vote on Jeremy just in case that Denise did something crazy. Because yeah. then at the revote, it would still be two to Carl and one Sele, making Jeremy go home. Or even something like, well, I guess you didn't want to want Kim or what's it, what's Kim or Sandra, like herself, to go home. So I guess the <laughs> only person that she could have done that second vote on was for Jeremy. Yeah. And I know a lot of people after this episode are going to be saying, why the fuck did Denise play that second idol? I think she <laughs> obviously was thinking... Yeah, she was definitely yeah, thinking two votes wrong. ahead of yeah. that. Um, because, like I said, if Sandra did do that thing for Jeremy, Jeremy just goes home anyway. And what's the purpose of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think, what I are think your thoughts Sandra, on the second idol play? Yeah, Sandra was trying to have a cake and eat it too. I think she just didn't want to get her hands dirty. And I think... We saw it in 39 with the Kelly Dean thing. And I think if Sandra had seen this before. But she did. She did, though. No. Remember, she was in the. with Boston Rob in the commentary box. She saw exactly how the. Oh, my God. She saw exactly how that played out for (laughs) Kelly. Yet she tried to do the same thing. True. I mean, look, there was a lot of extenuating circumstances around. That period of Sandra literally saw firsthand what happens when you do that, and she saw that 
it failed in the end. Yeah, but I think that, first of all, there's no Nora on this drive. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I mean, and I think a bit like Sandra Nora, knows that Denise is not the type of player that's going to overtly sacrifice a, relationally, a, a, little, a relationship. When she's so reliant on her social game. Yeah, and Sandra's, you know, mentioned that she has connections to the other side. Denise, you know, Sandra would have been thinking Denise wants, you know, part of those connections as well. So I can I can honestly understand Sandra's motives. And I think taking a risk, you know, like she has to do that. She can't just, yeah, you know, yeah. half-ass it the whole way through or she's just going to get, you know, a mediocre vote out. And I just don't think that's what she wants. I think she, like she said, she wants to go big or go home. Unfortunately, this time she went home, but I do think that Denise kind of let her play into this, and Denise definitely baited her. And yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah, she got schooled, but you know, like I don't blame her. I think, yeah, it's oh, it's interesting. I feel like, but like she she was in danger. Her name wasn't getting thrown around. That's the thing. And like, I think Sandra as well. Yeah. yeah. So she's well not that we have, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which is crazy. And another thing that has to be taken in consideration is that once that exchange was done, that was mm-hmm. probably literally done a minute before tribal. Sandra oh, yeah. literally has zero time to think of what Denise could possibly do because one minute exchange, off to tribal immediately. And whilst, you know, you're not allowed to talk to anyone, Blah 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 blah. You're just, just focusing. Sandra, you know, we know Sandra's mentality. She's probably yeah. she's not thinking of like the pre like the precautions, right? She's thinking of oh, I can't wait to get Tony's like Tony's ass off this island, right? She's not thinking of what could possibly go wrong. She's think she's probably thinking, oh, the queen says fucking queen, you know? I don't know. But, like, I, she, she's definitely smart enough to think a couple of things into the future. But I think, it again, it's just a testament to how good Denise is at making people feel comfortable and making people feel like she's on their side. Yeah, yeah. And what I love about Denise is she's obviously not the biggest game player, but she makes the moves that she makes, they ultimately count. They're not for nothing. There's When a move works, it ultimately creates something like amazing and game-changing. Yeah, I think Denise plays at just the perfect medium. She doesn't overplay. She doesn't underplay. She has always done exactly what's perfect for her. And I think it's just so underrated how good she is and how smart she is. Mm. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of Denise. She was my first draft pick, so I'm stoked. I I wanted her so badly in my draft. Too bad. And yeah, and like going back on a Philippines game, let's face it. She probably made, I would say, two, maybe three integral moves. That, like, she only needed to make three moves. And they ultimately were game-changing. We go back to the to Tandang tribe, where mm-hmm. there's Malcolm, Russell, and Denise left. She was able to put herself in the position of where Russell wanted to take Denise and Malcolm wanted to take Denise. She was able yeah. to put herself what should have been a... Like a really cool, like a 
pretty scary situation. She was able to control the room and that quite easily. And she was able to control who went home. Then, of course, she goes on to Penna's tribe and she goes to every single tribal, yet with her social game, she's able to keep herself alive due to the relationship she forms with Penna. But then, come merge, I think it was Final 7, she sees at that point, who wins this game? Jonathan Penner. I know I've got Malcolm. All I need is two people. Scoopin's ego is fucking inflated, and Lisa does anything that Scoopin does. Boom. Penner's gone just like that. Then, at Final 4, I know Malcolm flipped on her first. However, Denise was able to recognise... I know I was originally going to take Malcolm to the Final 3 with him with me, even though I, I would love to do that, I know it's not going to help me whatsoever. And since then, she was able to get Malcolm off, which ultimately won her the game. Yeah. I just thought I was to throw that little oh, shit I out. agree. I just, I just love her game, and I think she just adapted. She read the game so well. She read the people around her. She knew that Scoopin was, you know, delusional at best. And yeah. You know, so stubborn with his game, and she fed into that. She knew that she didn't have to do something crazy. She just needed to satisfy what he wanted, and then he'd do the rest. And yeah. that's exactly what she did. And, God, she's going to do it all, all over again. It's just, oh, it's such a joy to watch. It would be so... And then, with this idol as well, another thing that we need to mention is, as well as playing that second vote for Jer- like, the second idol for Jeremy, right? Yeah. It not only negates any possibility of Sandra doing a 3-1-1 vote and putting yeah. a vote on Jeremy just in case, it also builds... Now, I know this from past experiences, but it builds playing an idol for someone... Oh, I can't plays <laughs> ...the ultimate <laughs> amount of trust. And... Yeah. I know, but the thing is, I know Jeremy would be able to recognise what Denise is probably in, in doing with that, so he'll be able to know what's up. However, that's that can always be done way down the track. Yeah. However, for now, definitely, Jeremy's Jeremy like Denise and Jeremy, boom, like that. For at least, I'd say final eight. I'll throw that out there. Okay. Um, bold prediction. Bold prediction. Maybe do they both make final eight? I hope so. I hope so. But. I think I'm going to throw this out there. I might sound ridiculous in saying this, but the greatest move of all time in Survivor, it's a yes for me. <gasps> wow, really? I'll give, it my t- I'll give it the tick of approval. Maybe yeah. it's just recency bias. Maybe it's a fact. But then as well, it adds to that that she played, she played big time a two- the only two-time winner. Big time. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just Denise thought of every single possible scenario and she didn't take any risk. And she played yeah. and she knowingly negated every single possibility. And for the potential long haul, it's great. Now, a lot of people will be thinking, mm, you probably said this about Kelly a season ago. Yes, oh, it yeah. gave me the excitement and thrill of, you know, like, oh, what a big play. But I knew straight away, oh, fuck yeah, it's me. Gonna come back yeah. It's going to come back Yeah. 
like big move artists. A big move artist, big time, especially pre-merge. But this, I think, was done roughly the same state, like maybe the same episode even. Yeah. However, I think it's different this situation compared to the Kelly one. I agree. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I think Denise ensured that there was no loose ends. You know, with with Kelly's move, she had so many loose ends to manage, you know, like Dean, Nora, Karishma. I'm like, that's unmanageable. You can't exactly. manage Nora. So, yeah, I think, oh, God, Denise just played this so well. And yeah, in regards like, to your yeah. best move of all time, I think, yeah, it's up there. I think definitely her and Parvati's two idol plays. I think, uh, yeah, you know I mean, crazy, the, it's so good. You know what's what crazy? The episode Poverty Goes Home. Look, I know, oh, the I same know. episode, two idols get played. I know. And in the same episode that Sandra gets voted out by having two idols played on her, she got saved by the person who got voted out in the same episode 10 years ago who played an idol on her in a double idol play. That's, so that's riding on the wall. So, Isn't that crazy? It's We've just hit the survivor circle of life. A full, yep. complete... 360 circle and I love that. Um but, Survivor 60, does Denise get idled out of Edge of Extinction? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, it, okay, here's the thing. Will your opinion change of this move if for some reason Denise goes next episode? Um uh, no. No. Well, I mean, like I said, I haven't fully processed it, but I I can see Denise being in trouble because of Jeremy's safety with that power advantage. If if they are a type two and Jeremy's like, oh, I'm ahead out, and Denise is vulnerable. Imagine if that Sally tribe goes to tribal next. Yeah, do you mean to Carl, that one? Uh, To Carl, sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's the only downside to see. That's nothing she can plan for. Um, like, I don't know if Jeremy That's like, has shared that info with her. Because Jeremy's definitely not going to play it on her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because then he's in trouble. So unless we get to emerge and something shady happens there, I feel like, yeah, Tony's in, in deep doo-doo. He's in potential doo-doo. But yeah. I'm still going off my theory of... Oh. Merge. I mean, look, I, the preview Billy didn't Mer- show anything, like, interesting. Like, it was just, like, Tony running down a beach and a bland, generic confessional. So that, Like, that's obviously shown, like, the first minute of the next week's episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. Is there anything else that needs to be said about Denise's move? Did I we mention that, how good it was? Did we mention... <laughs> That it's the greatest, potentially the greatest move of all time. What? Oh, God. Yeah. Honestly, oh. Okay, okay. Sorry. In memoriam of Sandra, can we just take a moment to appreciate how freaking good her cupcake change was? Oh. Honestly, before I saw Kim, I was like, like, what the fuck are you on about, Sandra? Right? And then Kim was like, like, it's cookies and cream, like, double meaning for, like, an idol and, like, you know, like me buy tokens, but no, yes. it's just Kim walking behind them. I was like, "Fuck yes, yeah, Sandra, look at you!" And the fact that Denise just picked it up so effortlessly, 
It was oh, oh, yeah. such a joy to watch. It was oh, just insane. Imagine, like, no offense to the dude, but imagine if that was Ben Denise's shoes. He'd be like, cupcakes? What about cupcakes? You know? Like, what are you What are you on about, Sandra? We were just talking about, oh, shit. Oh, hey, Kim. Right, oh, hey. yeah. Uh-huh. And I love that and, Kim was just like, oh, you guys are talking about cupcakes again. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> like, calm down. <laughs> At least it's better than uh, the Edge of Extinction code word mustard that Wardog oh, came up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing should I mention? What do you think of Kim so far? She's very, very, very hidden. Uh, yes, I think Kim is final for fire making loser. Oh, that might be a bold prediction. I, I mean, that is pretty bold. Yeah, but I feel like we've seen. Like, she has a journey arc, I feel. Like, we've seen her feel really disconnected. She's talked about her, you know, family a lot in her secret scenes. It was a really emotional one. Mm. But I feel like she's going to go far. Like, she's gotten back in with people. Okay. She's in a solid spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Kim bloody Spradlin. Um, but I, I would like to see more of her. And what needs to be mentioned, right? Oh. When Denise okay. plays an idol for Denise... You know, yeah. she's like, well, okay, whatever. It is what it is, what it is, you know. But when Denise plays the idol for Jeremy, I was like, fuck, Kim's going to play an idol, surely. Oh, I Kim oh my God, I just forgot a 33% chance of going home, yet she has the balls of steel to rely on her social relationship with Denise oh, and doesn't my. play it. Rain just melted all over again. Holy fucking! I know. Damn. Okay, so Denise has to share those massive testicles with Kim Spradlin. Exactly. Their backs must be hurting from carrying them. And you know, now now I've connected the pieces. Last week's episode before this one was Kim and Denise being like, I love you, man. I love you too. Oh, we yeah. played back-to-back seasons. I have a pretty good faith in you. I have trust in you. Yeah. Boom. It pays off for Kim. Oh, my God. So we're praising Denise's social game right now. Fuck yeah, me. Let's Kim. praise Kim's. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, where's where's the Kim praise been? Where's the Kim praise? Yeah. You know what? I, I don't reckon anyone would be watching saying that on Reddit right now. Of no. Kim had a 33.3... Three recurring percent chance of going home and she didn't play her idol I think that's integral integral stuff because you know what this I means now if that tribe goes to tribal again obviously well she doesn't even need to use it because obviously with that relationship with Denise they'll be like oh the three of us obviously just you know vote off yeah. Tony blah 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 so she's going to be having uh, that now since she didn't play that idol in that situation high risk high reward so I reckon she doesn't need to play that till at least final eight. I'm throwing that another audacious thing, but yeah. I don't think she needs that for a long time. And the fact that we're so close now to the merge and how Kim Spradlin won like what was it, five individual immunities? Or five or four, some four? Yeah. The fact that we're now going about to be in the merge yeah. phase. And she's incredible at these challenges. Like exactly. okay. Can we just talk about last episode when she was throwing, like, when they, when DeKal got to the last throwing portion yeah. and she just ran, like, you guys, 
I got this. And just, oh my God. She was like, I Tony, what are you doing? Let yeah. me hand this. And then when she like was chopping the wood, I was like, hot oh, damn. De- so, like damn. that woman is a beast. I think she is the biggest physical threat the game has. And I think her and Sophie are going to absolutely dominate the physical part. I just don't think there's anyone else that's even on their level. I really hope that Sophie and Kim really link up. I think that's the ultimate dream dream duo. Yeah. People are saying well, Sophie I was just... and you, but I personally think the best for the both of their games yeah. is Sophie and Kim. We because, stand Kim. <laughs> because I know I'm going back way far, but Kim, I'm mean, not Kim. Sophie mentioned how Yule is the nerd shield, right? But this, but sometimes having the person that's the same as you isn't the best. Yeah, I agree. Because then they're automatically linked with each other, and that just puts the threat on on her regardless. However, if you go for someone that's a bit more different to you, like him, then it doesn't expose you as much as being compared to, you know, oh, they're both smart. Let's get them out. Whereas Kim and Sophie, in a way, are disconnected in a sense. Yeah. So it doesn't. Yeah. People wouldn't automatically assume, oh, they're the tightest duo in this game. I agree. I think Sophie has positioned herself so well. She has Yule as her nerd shield. She has Kim when she gets back to merge, knows about the idol, can use her as a physical shield. As Sarah and then, as well. Yeah, Sarah, who is the snake shield. Yeah. Who also knows about idol. Like she is so well insulated. She has so much ammunition. Yeah, she's, yeah, incredible, honestly. My only fear is the person who is most famously known for the meat shield. My guy Jeremy's got to recognise a meat shield strategy when he sees one. That's my only concern. But what's what's he going to do about it? I guess he that's the same thing as well. She's got so many shields. Like, like exactly how the shield strategy is intended to be. Yes. She's got so much people around her, it's impossible. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I'm worried for Jeremy. I'm not going to lie. I'm always worried. I've been worried about Jeremy since day yeah. one. I mean, I think so. he's one of the best players out there. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not sure where he's fitting in. Like, we haven't really he's heard a, yeah. his perspective. He doesn't really have a place in this game at the moment. No, like, yeah, it's hard to know. Like, we know he's tight with Michelle. Yeah. And with Denise now. But we don't know. Yeah, we don't know where he stands with Adam and Ben. uh, Not well from what we last saw. And we, yeah, he hasn't mentioned anything about connections on the other side. So, yeah. He did play that poker game with Kim. But still, yeah, I think. He's in trouble, and people know him as such a huge threat, someone who won a returnee season. He's a physical threat. He's smart. You know, he's really just built for this game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think we've, kind of, we've forgotten how in touch all of these winners are with that game, like with, I guess, the culture of Survivor. Like, we were kind of thinking, you know, oh, Jeremy's going to go in and, like, do this meat shield strategies and you know Boston Rob's gonna have these people around him but like the winners know that like they're all yeah so on top of it and exactly. I feel like uh, it's just so crazy to me to see how all of these moves have benefited 
like everyone's playing their best moves. Does that make sense? Like everyone's yes. playing. Yes. Like it's best game yeah, for them. making it work for them. It's just, and somehow it's working for everyone. It's insane. And I'll go back to like people like the Boston Rob buddy system. Like I know yeah. I said, do Boston Rob, you're not playing against 18 year olds this time. But at the same time, what else can Boston Rob do for him? Because he was really, he was once like poverty, tribe fucked, right? Because yeah. he doesn't let people talk. It minimizes the chances, but more hatred against him and more likely to get voted off yeah. in, that, in that sense. But if he just lets Adam and Ben run off, then that also increases, pretty much confirms his chances of going home too. Yeah. He just kind of locked himself into a corner and he just didn't let himself... Like, I get it, but he is at least good enough to be able to attempt to strategize to get out of that. I feel like he just, you know... Put about it the wrong way, sort of thing. Yeah, and, like, they had several days before that challenge. Like, they would have already talked about it. You know, stopping the talking isn't going to do anything. He has to go to confessionals. Like, I just feel like that was the wrong way about it. But, yeah, 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 yeah. I get you, I get you. Because, you know what would have been funny? If, if Boston Rob in that episode, like, refused to do, like, confessionals too. And, like, you yeah. just get, like, a secret, like, a scene of, like, producer. Like, you know, like, the little, like, the little line. Producer, annotation. Time for you, time for your confessional, Boston Rob. Boston Rob literally just death stares. The camera's like, I don't think I'm going to do that. Hey, I'm, I'm not moving. <laughs> Did Amber give me did Amber give me permission? Did is Amber, Amber here to say I don't, I don't want to hear about it? <laughs> I don't want to hear about it, producer. Yeah. That would have been hilarious if it happened though. It would have. Alas. But with that, is there anything else that you would like to say about tonight's episode or just anything in general in your I mean, hiatus? I was gonna ask you like just obviously if there is a merge next week, who do you think's in a good spot, who's in a bad spot? What are your just general thoughts on that? But I feel Sophie's like, yeah, we covered everything. Yeah, so. Sophie's fine. Honestly, if I did a power rankings thing, Sophie would be number one since the premiere. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah. And she'd be sticking there for a long time. Yeah. Um, look, who's in, who's safe come merge? I reckon Sophie's fine. With the way the edit's going, I think Michelle's fine. Um, I would worry for Jeremy... Possibly worry for Adam and Ben, but I'm still going with my gut feeling of Adam's sort of like this pre-merge narrator like Nick was and some yeah. other movies. You think Adam's going to be the merge boot? I think I think so, yes. I made the thing of, between Adam and Ben, I sort of see them as one. one once, if one goes early then the other one is going to go pretty deep. But then at the yeah. same time, everyone said that about Boston, Rob, and Amber. So, and yeah. they both went out early, inevitably. So, yeah. I don't know. But then at the same time, I said with Boston, Rob, and Amber, Boston, Rob needs to be the first one to go for that to work. Because yeah. once Boston, yeah, Rob, can blah, 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 so on, so on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I think that's all for this episode, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I agree, like, Sophie's in a good spot. I think all of Sele's just fucked. 
I think like, Sele is fucked. Yeah. yeah. Boston Robin probably just did a good job of just shattering that whole time. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, I think that reflects. Oh, Michelle. On... Well. Yeah. But I think the, the Carl dominance reflects on me personally how poor. Like, I think, in my opinion, was a poorly distributed tribes. Personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of agree. Because I remember I looking at. I was like. Sarah. Um, no, wait, I was mind. like, why would you have all the game changers people in the same tribe? Natalie and Jeremy, you're ultimately fucking them over. Natalie and Jeremy, they're obviously massive challenge assets. Get rid of one of them automatically. That fucks you over. The easy, like the most simplest, like most simple thing that they could have done to just completely even out these tribes was Sarah on Sele, Natalie to Carl. Boom, done. Yeah, I was just thinking that's that. It. Like, that's literally just it. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, also one thing. The tribe swap. Did you like the three tribes? I think it's bullshit. <laughs> you think it's bullshit? Yeah, I think it should have gone to tr- to two tribes. Um, you know, we've seen so many times uh, with the three tribes where the biggest threats just get, get screwed, annihilated. It's just um, too small to find any any maneuvering. I'm not entirely sure because with three tribes, whilst at the, like like whilst on the bottom totem pole, it's like oh makes people completely fucked. At the same time, it gives people that we completely love a much better chance of the game. So, yeah. it's sort of like a double-edged sword. Sometimes, for me personally, I like the strategic... Okay, this might sound a bit like contradicting, but I like the strategic sense of the three tribes of how it is a bit more difficult to manoeuvre. But whilst on the production end, it sort of seems sort of scattered out. Three tribes is sort of, like, sort of too much to focus on. So that's where, yeah. especially three tribes plus the edge of extinction. That's essentially looking at four tribes. Oh, exactly. And I, I think it's kind of worked out okay this time that all three tribes have gone to tribal once. At least so yeah. last time. But I feel like if you had to go to tribal again with four people, like that's there's been like three two one one posts in history. Like it's not going to be anything groundbreaking. Mm, yeah. I just, no, I just. Think I would have liked to see two tribes of eight. I think it would yeah, have... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, coming from having lost Rob Parvati Sandra, I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, and coincidentally enough, Sandra, Parvati, and Rob all in three different tribes. Coincidence? Production, you know, rigging something. Yeah, I think that's not. that's the thrust. But even like, here's the thing, right? You say, oh, they all got tribes. Like, you know, the three of them got tribe fucked. I'll give you this situation: Sandra, Poverty, and Boston Rob end up on the same tribe, like, on the same, yeah, like the five-person tribe. Mm-hmm. Sandra's not fucking working with Boston Rob or Poverty. She hates them. With the like, Sandra's mentality of queen stays queen. She's targeting fucking Poverty instantly. And then when yeah. Boston, Boston robs, you know, uh, how dare you not tell me that you're on winners at war? He's not working with him either. Yeah. So, like... Oh. Oh. And, oh. Okay. Oh. I was... Because I was running like, oh, wait, we don't get a payoff for that, like, you know, Rob on <gasps> IOI didn't tell me. Edge of Extinction next week is going to be a yes. confrontation. Yes. Because, oh, it all makes sense now. Because I remember yeah. I was like... 
oh, they're definitely alluding to this Boston Rob yeah, and Z thing. Yeah, like And then as soon as the trial swap happened, they went on. We're like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, fuck. Like, oh, okay. So, like, that now, obviously, they're definitely alluding to something, but maybe it's something bigger on the edge, like you mentioned. That's... Perhaps. Oh, juicy. You put me in a juicy spot. You, is... you got me all like, oh. Yeah. Um, Look, I will say, though, I don't think Boston Rob and Sandra were tribe swapped. Like, tribe screwed, I mean. Swap screwed, I mean. <laughs> Sandra wasn't. Uh, Rob yeah, But was. at the same time, right, when you look at the bigger picture, mm-hmm. when you look at it, you clear everything off, you don't look at you don't look at names, you look at numbers. They were yeah. in the majority to start off with. Yeah. So, it's not like they were tribe fucked. It was just, no. they, they sort of played their own parts, their own elimination. Like, poverty, yes, completely tribe fucked. Yeah, no, Rob and yeah. Sandra, they sort of played to their own fate. Yeah, sense. yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, there was a part of it, you know, Rob got stuck with two tribe mates that they had all just betrayed each other so many times. It was so yeah, frank. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that they all were so open about it to Sophie and Sarah, like, that's just kind that's of... That's sort of like a bonding thing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, interesting. So, who knows, maybe... Adam and Ben were completely fine working with Rob until Boston Roll went full on cult figurehead like. Yeah. Cause they're like the I think I was thinking it was Ben who said it maybe Ben or I, I don't remember. But they're like, dude, we're fucking men. Don't try to intimidate fucking men. Like <laughs> chill, dude. Chill. Yeah, and then yeah. with Sandra, if she did nothing, if she didn't give that Denise like I know, blah, blah, blah. So much discussion for that. Sandra doesn't go... I mean, but does she go home? Well, you never know. I mean, I mean like... here's the thing, right? If Sandra doesn't give that second arm to Denise, that creates a whole... That yeah, Denise still has an idol. Her. She would have still Denise played, still played her idol. And I think at oh that God, point... What if, oh, Sandra should have played her idol... Kim should have played an idol. Then it would have been between Jeremy and Tony. Jeremy would have gone home. This could have all been avoided, Sandra. You could yeah, have just so sat there and ate your idol. Sandra had the chance of just... If she just went on with the, as long as it's not me, if Denise plays an idol, Sandra's like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. Oh, I'm about to have one too. Yeah. And then, but even then, does, I don't think... Does, Denise doesn't vote for Sandra if Sandra doesn't give Denise the idol. So, Denise, Sandra would have been fine regardless of playing an idol, not playing an idol. I feel like Denise... Wow. I feel like Denise would have actually just voted for Tony if Sandra didn't give the idol to Denise. Is this parallel reality just as fun as the one we just witnessed? I think I so. Think, <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. Wow. Oh. I know many things on Reddit was like, Tony has the chance of getting Sarit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen Jeremy that. had an yeah. advantage. But things Jeremy to know beforehand to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think in both realities, Jeremy doesn't play that advantage, and I think here's the way that I'm thinking. (laughs) Here's just the way that I'm thinking, right? I think from all of that, here's the sort of thing. Denise, okay, okay, this is the reality. Sandra has an idol, Denise has an idol. Denise plays her idol. Sandra. Ooh. Mm. 
Maybe Sandra... Okay, okay. I'm not going to go too far deep. I'm going to be creating things, okay. Denise plays the island. Up already. <laughs> There's a, that was a par- I was about to say a parallel to the parallel universe. Wow. I, look, we're in quite deep. So at this point, I'm saying goodbye, goodbye to the few of you that are here. If you want to get some dark shit, dark parallel shit, continue. If you don't want to hear this bullshit, you can stop right now. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Okay, now that they're gone, Sandra, I think if Denise plays her idol, Sandra yeah. then, she doesn't, her assumption was, her assumption would be, what would Denise do? Obviously, she's putting on a vote for Tony to jazz things up. Sandra plays the art for Tony. What's that? Uh, I don't think and so. I think... I think there's no votes, and then it could potentially be between Jeremy, Kim, and then Sandra, oh, no. right? And the only two people that can vote is Tony and then Denise. So then, obviously, oh, Jeremy plays. So... Tony obviously votes for Jeremy, and then Denise can either vote for Kim or Sandra. Then, obviously, Denise votes for Sandra or Kim. Doesn't matter. I'll say Sandra in this instance. Everyone is deadlocked except for Kim. Kim goes home like in the Kimmy situation in Second Chances. No, no, no. Surely they'll they'll anonymously vote Sandra out. Like, surely that's a... Yeah, let's just cut a losses. Queen stays queen. Off you go. Oh but hey, look at, that, look at that parallel to the parallel. That's that a fucking juicy, insane shit. Jesus Christ. That's like a crazy theory I could slap on Reddit and people would call me delusional. Please do. I will upvote that shit. <laughs> a potential outrageous hypothetical. Oh Damn. my god. Wow. We Yeah, we missed out. That could potentially happen. Because Damn it, Denise, assume, you ruined it all. <laughs> people just assume that all four Avengers would be played if they go to the tribal. But all no. it takes is one one person not to do it and creates this whole yeah. down the oh. rabbit hole sort of thing. Um I think we should I think we should leave it at that before I go yeah. into more craziness and more people stop listening. But I agree. is there anything I'll give you an opportunity once again, Sean, like last time. Is there anything you'd I like would... to plug? Love to say a quick memoriam for poverty. I uh-huh. think that Sandra had her game changers run where we were all like, oh, yeah, damn, she good. She deserves the hype. Mm-hmm. I feel like this time was that for poverty. I feel like, yes, in Heroes vs. Villains, she had this target, but she wasn't, you know, the legend that Sandra was coming into game changers. Yeah. Here she came in with the biggest target. Arguably, she was a target from the get-go. She Rob was, was planned to be like, first through, like, pretty yeah. much all of her seasons. Right? So this time, Rob was her number one. Ethan was her number one. Denise wanted to give Parvati half an idol. Danny was really Michelle. close to Parvati to start. Yeah. Michelle wants to work with Parvati. And so I think the fact that she was able to do all of that and it took the most monumentally fuck-swap-screw of all time to get rid of the queen. The queen P herself is a testament to how good her game is and how far she could have gone if she wasn't swap screwed. And that's the parallel I want to be living in. Thank you. Thank you. Um, All right, I think queen P. Queen, I think we should just give a little applause for two queens going yeah. out of one episode. So 
Fair play, fair play, ladies, fair play. Yeah, true that. With the death of two queens, a new queen emerges in Sydney's. <laughs> Let's go! Woo! Hell freaking yeah, I'm here for that. Alright, um... Where we go? Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Look. I remember I once said outrageously, Daddy, once upon a time. Yeah, how did that work? Yeah, shut on here. But, like, no explanation required. Just an A. Here's the thing. I said it was Danny. Once Danny went, I said it was Tyson. Tyson's gone. I'm still... Okay, I think it's going to be... Look, the way that... As much as I hate to give this reasoning, the way that the edit's going at the moment, it's looking like Michelle, Sophie, or Tony. I'm leaning more towards... Look, I say I would lean more towards Tony, but like... I feel like the content we've seen from Tony, we would have gotten it regardless of how he positioned because that's just Tony. Yeah. However, if Sophie didn't do well, then we she would definitely be getting a completely different edit. I mean, just remember South Pacific, right? Yeah. She had like 21 confessionals in a winning it season. Was yeah, I think it was she... I think it was even less than Natalie. Yeah. White, which... So, I think the fact... I think I'm just going off the basis of... Who's the most improved in terms of edit? I would say Sophie, but it definitely wouldn't surprise me if it was Tony. Does that sound logical? Yeah, no, that sounds like between Michelle. I was on the Tony train until tonight, and then that spycheck thing, and yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think Michelle or Sophie for now. Yeah. Who knows? What, no, if no. Final, what if it's a final oh, three of Tony, Michelle, and Sophie? Oh, oh my God. Hook it up to my veins. <laughs> All right. What's okay, your Twitter again, to... Sean? Just asking well, for a friend. What's your Twitter again? Uh, Shawnee underscore sheep. Um, if you're listening and if you've been living under a rock, um, there's currently a worldwide pandemic, so I'm live tweeting that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if you're watching Australian Survivor, I'm tweeting a lot of just borderline depressing content about how Shawnee is the greatest player of our generation and that, you know, we've been robbed of the reality where she wins twice. Can I just say, I'll throw out a quick Survivor statistic out there. Uh Now, people say Luke's the best, right? Luke came seventh in his first season, fourth in his second. Shawnee, fourth in her first season. Seventh and a second. The stars align. The stars really do align. They really do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, that's about it for me. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything to um, what's the, promote yet. However, I am definitely thinking of making a Twitter and promoting yeah. that um, in a way of, you know, if you guys want to have a little chit-chat about some survivor tactics, stuff like that, um, or just questions in general, I will be making a Twitter. I will be promoting that next episode or next recap. So if, if I even get one follow, follow right, from like my promotion, think about following you. <laughs> I'll be incredibly, I'll be blessed. Maybe I'll start being a, like a Twitter, like a little Twitter ranter or something. An influencer? <gasps> a Twitter influencer, are you, maybe. Are you going to get a blue tick? Oh my God. I, I could, I could. Um, I still don't yet have the balls to promote this podcast in the reddit like the art like the survivor reddit 
I don't have the balls for that yet. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Uh, but for now, for the ten people watching, not today. Um, maybe I will. Maybe maybe it is the perfect time to promote it and Reddit thing because it's. I a mean, you've had a great episode. guest on. You may as well do them some, you know, justice and. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so I think we've just we've hit over an hour and a half now. Funnily enough, this could somehow Did we expect anything less. Really, it, somehow, really? right? This went longer than the last one we were doing, and I thought that was impossible. But yet, here we are. Here we are. It isn't that great. So, uh, yes, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, stay blessed. Um, stay safe as well. Um, yes, yeah. isolate when possible. Don't sneeze on anyone's hands and. Keep yourself entertained and look after your mental and physical health. Exactly. Stay safe, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And can't wait to be back here next week. Goodbye. Adios. Queen says queen. Oh, not wrong. <laughs> um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say one random thing and then end it immediately. Um, sweet potato fries. Goodbye.